I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the How to Save Our Planet podcast. I'm your host, Lottie Deal, and today I'm chatting with Nina Larson, who is the unstoppable founder and CEO of Reground. So Reground pretty much are a new solution for cafes to responsibly, I'm not going to say dispose of, but I'm going to say transport their coffee grounds to people who are desperate for them. People in their community who want to make their own coffee scrubs or who want to use them in their garden, community gardens as well. So they collect coffee grounds and chaff and also soft plastics from cafes and they pass them on to the people who want them. So without spoiling it, let's get into it. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, Nina. It is so good to chat to you. So could you please talk to us about what the inspiration was behind Reground and how the idea of collecting coffee grounds and chaff from businesses was, yeah, how did that come about? Yes. Thanks, Lottie, for having me on your podcast. I worked as a barista in a cafe in Brunswick East here in Melbourne, where we're based in 2012. So obviously that is how many travelers, so I'm from Denmark, many travelers that come to Australia, they sort of happen to find themselves in the hospitality sector. And I was loving my job, but I had been studying sustainability and design and economics in Denmark. And so that was the mindset I had when I was working as a barista. And what I was noticing was that I was throwing out a whole lot of coffee. And unlike Denmark, where we have a lot of bins here in Australia, and at that time, we only had two. So all the coffee went into the landfill bin. And I actually didn't know what that was at that time. I didn't know the science behind the landfill or really how it worked. So when I was starting to sort of study what happened to the waste that got picked up by the landfill truck I thought does not make sense and especially not because I've kind of seen it done differently in Denmark so for me it was then starting to kind of brainstorm with my colleagues at the cafe I was at where could we take the coffee instead and we were lucky to be just around the corner from an environmental park called Ceres and so I went and spoke to them and they were happy to take this coffee so yeah, that was the inspiration behind Reground. So really kind of connecting with local people in the community and solving this big waste problem, but at, at a very local scale. And I thought, honestly, it was just going to be a little tiny thing. Obviously, I was still working at the cafe when I was then sort of reaching out to more cafes. And so I was doing my barista work while also heading out in my ex-partner's Subaru Forester not how we do it today, you know, collecting really heavy bins full of coffee. But that is how we do things today still. So 
how we set it up in the beginning was how we did still do it today. Sorry, now we're going to be interrupted by coffee. <laughs> All the important things, very on brand. Yeah. That's really interesting because I feel like I was in the same situation as you when I was a barista. You kind of, you go through so much coffee and you just see these grounds and we used to kind of collect it into literally garbage bags and then we had people in the local area who would come and take it home for their gardens. That was kind of our tiny micro solution, but I think it's really great that you're providing a solution to so many other cafes because if they don't have somebody like you who's really challenging the norm or kind of thinking outside the box, it does just go to landfill and it's kind of this perpetual issue and coffee grounds in landfill create so much methane. For our listeners who aren't exactly entirely sure, what is chaff? Chaff is the shell of the coffee bean that comes off when you roast the green coffee bean. So it's a byproduct of coffee as we drink it, but it's a very fluffy material. It's very light and it's very bulky. So we collect it in the Grain Pro bags that the green beans are imported into Australia in. So we collect it in the waste that it comes in. So it becomes a resource for us in our collection model. So chaff goes really well with the coffee grounds because it's very high in carbon, whereas the coffee grounds is high in nitrogen. So together, that just makes a perfect match. And so those are the two things that we bring to people in the community. So whether they're in a community garden or a home gardener. And yeah, so you're right, like to your point that there are cafes that have small scale sort of versions of the regrown model where it's just someone in their community, a coffee, a regular at the cafe coming to collect small amounts of coffee grounds. But the regrown model is sort of taking that model to the next level where we sort of have created a system for it. Community members still receive the coffee for free. So it's a great service to them because it's so easy to receive this bulk resource. But we're still very much just helping with a, an alternative solution that mirrors sort of what, what you would do on that level, like that human level where you're just like wanting to do the right thing and something that's not too commercial. So do you have enough people that are wanting the coffee grounds from the cafes or do you also partner with kind of different facilities and organizations to responsibly dispose of it or to compost it? How does it work? So in the early days of Regrand, that was my main thing was to expand on our the community members that were receiving the coffee. It wasn't actually a big problem to get in contact with cafes that wanted to sign up to the service. What I really focused on was to build that community of gardeners, really active gardeners, even though they're in Melbourne, you know, and have small gardens, they can be really active and needing a lot of resources. But you know, I spent two years, I think, focusing almost only on that. And then it became a real word of mouth, sort of everyone started talking with, you know, their neighbors or their um, someone else in their community. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, have you heard Regrand is delivering ground coffee for free? And it just became this thing that just spread very naturally and organically. So now we have a wait list and we have uh, booking system people just book in we do we've tested out collaborating with other sites or larger end users as we call them we for example work with melbourne zoo 
but we try and not work we don't want to work with too commercial end users because it kind of like isn't the point of our service and we have had people come to us and say we want to take 20 tons of coffee because we want to use it in let's say the big build you know the work that's happening with um, the upgrades to the rail to the stations and, and so forth but for us it's a human connecting humans to the circular economy so if we write out the actual you know community members then it wouldn't we wouldn't be really delivering on our mission and our vision no i think it's great and i think it is so exciting and so important to stay core like stick to your core values and it can be so easy when big organizations come knocking on your door and say hey give us 20 tons of coffee and they're probably they'd pay you quite a lot of money i can imagine for that so that's a really difficult choice to make Also, speaking of kind of pivoting and doing things like that, you also focus on diverting soft plastics from landfill. So repurposing these as a resource, so providing this as another service to those cafes. So how does this work and how did it come about? Yes, great question. So in 2017, we were doing a lot of small scale waste audits with the cafes that we were serving, servicing for our coffee. And we were finding when we're doing these small waste audits that the second biggest material stream to go in, into the landfill bin from at cafes were soft plastics. So then we thought, hey, as we're collecting the coffee, why don't we also collect the soft plastics? Because we wanted to experiment with helping cafes send essentially as little waste to landfill as possible. So that's how it came about in 2017. It was just an add-on to our coffee collection. So it wasn't something that we delivered to, let's say, retail stores or offices as a separate thing. But as our service sort of became streamlined, we worked out our processes on the back end. It really was fitting our narrative around single stream collection really, really well. And then we it became a hot topic in the community as well. It's been insane since Red Cycle has kind of gone down. (laughs) And then we now are are sort of making sure that we deliver still on our mission and our vision and our commitment to education while also just being bombarded with inquiries for people that want us to service them. I think it's a really important thing to address. We always advocate for avoidance and minimization and people that are serviced by us have a different experience to when they were using the likes of red cycle and so forth because we actually kind of want people to look at it and get educated on what they can put into the soft plastic stream and also where we take it we want people to look at waste we don't want to continue on with the out of sight out of mind mentality so that's just something that if you're in a relationship with reground we're gonna not force you to, but highly encourage you to really engage with what we're saying. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. 
In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I think it's really important. It's really great to see as well that an organization that technically makes a profit from the collection of waste doesn't want to get lots of waste, that you're kind of actively saying, no, we need to reduce this. And I think it really aligns really well with your mission. So you've mentioned a couple of key partnerships here and kind of how sustainability kind of really is all about collaboration. What are some of these other successful partnerships and collabs that have really played an essential role in your growth and also your mission? We at Reground could not have been in the position we're in today if we had not collaborated and understood how to collaborate with other organizations really you know mutually beneficial way and my thinking on circular economy and the way we look at other circular organizations is in fact through the lens lens of how well they collaborate with others because a lot of people will sort of say yeah we are circular internally but that's not the point of the circular economy circular economy is about how well we work together as a supply chain and we have collaborated in so many different ways we collaborate with local government with state government but i think the most exciting type of collaboration we do at reground is with other social enterprises so we work with an organization called Farmwall and Sporadic City Mushroom. And we are now working on a project that's sort of a little bit off what we do with our collections, but really tie into the mission and the vision. With them, we're growing the circular economy sector, the social enterprise sector by collaborating with corporates that really are desperate for data. So we're trying to work out a way using three different organizations how do we collect data as a social enterprise that is meaningful to corporates? And then how can we exchange data for funding, essentially? Because what we need as a social sector, as a circular economy sector, is is this transition from the linear economy to the circular economy. So more money going towards the organizations that are delivering services and products in the sector. So that's something that we are, that's an example of a partnership and a way we collaborate. We also do remote reground, which is, you know, our expansion into regional Victoria and hopefully one day into other parts of Australia, where we are essentially giving away our model to social enterprises that are local and, you know, letting them run reground through the remote reground model to create some revenue for them, but also divert waste because that's how we should be thinking in the circular economy sector is that how can we have more impact. It's all through the lens of impact. So fast tracking that is our objective. I love remote reground. I think that's so clever and it's so smart to kind of say, here's what's working. Here's our blueprint. Go run with it. Adapt it to work with your local community, but also like this is kind of, you've done all of the hard work. Yeah, because we don't need to invent the wheel again. We don't actually have time for that. So we have to be able to fast track. And I think that's what's missing in this very linear or this sort of very traditional conventional way of doing business is that people, they sit on their trade secrets. But if we want to step into a new world where people and planet comes first, we have to be able to share. And so 
of course, it's not easy because not everyone gets it. And also it feels a little bit scary because it's, it's not something we've done that much. But we strive for community and we strive for making access, uh, provide access to the circular economy, which requires someone um, like the team at Reground to be like, well, let's give away some stuff and see what others can do with it. And I think it goes really well with the theory that we used when we started Reground, which is like global problems, local solutions. Um, Remote Reground is very much in the same vein that we could never go into Mildura and tell the local community that this is how it's done. Like it's not the right way to think. So we're going to see if this works and hopefully it will. And um, I have a pretty good gut feeling of the fact that it will and maybe it's going to be become a blueprint for other organizations other social enterprises to operate in this way because there's no point in in learning the hard way <laughs> it's more fun to to do it in this community based way no i think there's so many things there that i strongly agree with and i think you are doing i think it's great i think it makes sense i just i really hope it works and i wish you all the best with remote reground so <laughs> yeah with the increasing focus on sustainability. I feel like the coffee industry in particular is coming under scrutiny, which is great because it is creating a lot of waste and Australians, they just love to drink all of their coffee. So what do you envision for the future of kind of waste aversion and these these circular practices in this industry? My dream is to see every single coffee roaster apply a version of a product stewardship scheme to how they take responsibility for the coffee waste that their wholesale accounts are creating and that would mean that no coffee waste will end in landfill that would mean that there is a coffee bin wherever there is a coffee machine whether that's a rerun bin or some other local organization it would really divert a lot of organic waste from landfill because reality is that a lot of smaller operators, coffee cafes, are still throwing coffee into landfill. So I think a product stewardship scheme where all roasteries across Australia have a solution in place for their clients makes a lot of sense to me. It is happening in other sectors, and I think it's very easy to do for coffee because it's such a beautiful single stream. And... It would also save all these smaller operators, the cafes, a lot of money because it's a very heavy, very dense material that costs a lot of money to actually dispose of in landfill. So I think the world and the future that I want to live in is a place where coffee waste becomes something that goes back into community gardens, to local gardeners, to use as a resource, to grow new local food with. and that we use the coffee that we love to drink here in Australia as an inspiration to, you know, think of a better world. I love it. I absolutely love it. Every day on Instagram, which reminds me, I actually haven't done it this morning, I take a photo and upload my coffee thoughts. And it's just like having that five minutes to sit and to think. And I normally have a word of the day, which kind of helps set me up in themes the day. But it's just they're random. They're very random and very strange. But it's just that time to kind of pause, to think for five minutes, to just have a bit of time out. 
and then go about the day. And I think if we can be using that coffee as a way to kind of, it's your connection with your community, it's your connection with the planet, it's such a, it's so amazing. Yes, exactly. I think coffee, we've been lucky to be dealing with coffee because it sort of, it impacts people in so many different ways. A lot of people can relate to coffee, whether they're talk, thinking about the coffee grounds that, that has been used to produce the coffee, but it's like, it's, it's a space of mindfulness. It's something that, you know, a lot of people have thoughts about and stories about. And so it is a very community and very relational product. And so, yeah, I, I think that's beautiful. You know, I think in a way, you know, the conversation that we've had a lot of in sort of the public space around takeaway cups is very similar. It's like, well, why don't we use it as a moment to slow down, sit down, connect with the ground we're on and just breathe for five minutes? Because, yeah, it's a call to action for more mindful consumption of things. No. I absolutely love it. I think it is great. So I wanted to ask you one final question, and that is what is one actionable thing that our audience can do tomorrow to help save our planet? Great question. One thing is if you are drinking a coffee at a cafe, go and ask the question of where does your coffee grounds go to the barista? Because if they are not already thinking about it themselves, that question can serve as an educational question for them to think about their waste and that to let them know that their community is thinking about it at least. So I think it's a very important question to ask and sometimes that takes a bit of courage, but I think it's something that the hospitality sector is ready for and a lot of baristas are really happy to answer that question. And if you are a barista, I'd say, you know, ask your manager your whoever runs the cafe where the coffee is going and if you can do something about it because it's actually almost easier to use a service like reground than to throw coffee into a black plastic bag and then carry that out to landfill and if you don't like coffee at all and have nothing to do with the hospitality sector i think a very easy action is just to look at your behavior throughout the day what do you consume of materials and maybe reflect on how you can use less resources. Very wise words. And I think you're right about it taking courage to ask those questions. It's even like after the pandemic when everybody was going back into cafes and nervously saying, can I use my reusable cup again? But you're not coming at it kind of from a point of confrontation or aggression it's just simply planting the seed and getting them to think about it so I think that's the way that I would position it is you're just being curious and you're sparking that curiosity in somebody else as well when you do approach them so thank you so much for all of your wise words Um, it's been so lovely listening and finding out more about reground thank you so much Lottie it's been great to talk about Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. 
And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.